Welcome to episode 129 of the CGM podcast. I am Melanie, and I'm joined by the regular two folks, the somewhat literate Wayne Santos. Semi. Semi. Pseudo. Somewhat. Pseudo literate. Depending on the day and the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or what you're reading. Whether Wikipedia is looking or not. I heard you read yeah. English really well, but not regular English. Oh, English. Yeah. I can totally do English. You're yeah. fluent like, in yeah. English. Yeah. Yeah. Burning salmon? I'll give you an ace for sure. Yeah. <laughs> only that's, yeah, English. Only, only Wayne is allowed to use the term English. Mal, it's racist for yeah, you to that's say true. it. But I'm talking to him and he has to know. What am I supposed to say? It's Asian like, Canadian? It's Asian like the, English? It doesn't matter. It's like the N-word. You have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only I may use English. English. Yeah, mm-hmm. unironically. Mm-hmm. So. Fine. <laughs> Apparently. I'll strike yeah, so it just, from my dictionary. Yeah. You know, whereas I can say, you white folks, and it's like, well, that's fine, because, you know, it's like, you're white. It's, like, it's charming. We've yeah. been racist for too long. Exactly. That's not fair. I'm not white. Ah, okay. Thanks, Brendan. That was Brendan tapping on Phil's mic. Mm-hmm. We all heard it. Don't yeah. worry. It's on. All right. And that's Phil. Phil yeah. Brown. Our movie. Oh, thanks for the enthusiasm. I'll you just told me it. I can't use the word English. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm not white. Yeah, I'm you not are. To do whatever I want. You're super white. Man. Actually, I'm not super white, but we won't get into what that on air. Not white. What are you then? We're from Guyana. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. I'm a mutt. I didn't realize that. And my great grandfather's from China, so English. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so you yeah. got the English in your yeah. ancestry that make it okay for you to talk <laughs> like that? Yeah. The other half yeah, is extremely sure. white yeah. and, ar- and Irish. Yeah. No, so. that com- no, that I completely see. fine. She can talk the way she wants. It's okay. <laughs> I have almost all the bases covered, so. Yeah. yeah. So, so you yeah. have to say the word English, just like English. if it, you had. Yeah. You just said the word English, white boy. I yeah. was using it to describe it. I wasn't using it as a uh, mm-hmm. judgmental term. She is allowed to eat a pork bun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. a man without a pork bun is not a whole man. Mm-hmm. What about a woman without a pork bun? Pregnant, uh, I guess. It's just pork bun in the oven, I guess. I, oh, I don't know. Was that a tangent? No, that's not a tangent. Because I don't speak in tangents. Mm-hmm. It's been established that I'm not the tangent guy. Mm-hmm. So. so, avoiding your tangent, let's get to some news. Oh, yeah, okay, that's not a tangent. Okay, mm-hmm. um, the first news is actually a follow-up to last week's news. Um, Sony, actually just today, has finally just come out and said so that firmware 2.0 update that you guys are all, all waiting right. for Tuesday it's happening this Tuesday sweet so, so I'm going to be able to see the uh, icons on my Blu-rays you, now I, Blu-ray. I don't know about that but you'll uh, you'll get a YouTube application that's all I care about no, I just want to be able to music no 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 no. okay you'll get the YouTube yeah. app um, but more interestingly for all, I th- and I think we're all going to try this at least once mm. just to see how it works is the share play function mm. do you know what that is uh, that is basically you see somebody else playing a game on the PlayStation Network and you don't have that game and you're mm. like, hey, dude, is that game any good? And then the guy says, well, why don't you try it out yourself and see? And you actually remotely what? take over his game what? and play for a while. Oh, that's fun. That's... Yeah. I like that. So it, and it's called the share play function and that's actually coming in on the Tuesday update. Is that? Is it only for PSN titles or is it supposed to be everything? It's, it's everything. Yeah, so, and it, it only, yeah, it, it, it only works with one person, but yes, you can allow one person to just come in and take over your That's game and play. One person ever or one person at a time? One person at a time, gotcha. yeah, not, not like, you know, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy yeah. or girl confirm. forever, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, you know, it's like, a, which I guess is um, particularly useful for people who are friends with game reviewers, where if you see those guys playing those <laughs> yeah. games, like, a week or two in advance and you're like dude can I share play that and just see for a little bit I yeah. actually now that we're talking about this I think that this is going to start up like a whole new 
you know, bunch embargo. Of embargoes in terms of yeah. conditions where they're like, you cannot share play this with other people yeah, on your list, but we're probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I think Wayne's so. trying to say if you want to try out games, he wants you on his friends list because no, he no, loves no, people. No, 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 that's, no, just leave me alone. I think this share function is going to work as well as uh, NBA 2K's face scan feature works. Oh, that was hilarious. That was, what yeah. was that? Um, that? That was like an older news story, but... Um, I just saw the, them the this latest, week. The latest basketball game that was released by 2K Games, which yeah. was like NBA 2K something or other, okay. it had a, you know, it's like make a player function where you would sit in front of your camera and ostensibly the camera would like scan your face mm-hmm. and then take that face and put it on a, you know, a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, so it'd be a pro mm-hmm. baller. Yeah, except that, you know, it's like Ooh, it's no, no, not... No. Scanning in the right way, and it's right. kind of like you know dragging and stretching and morphing people's faces in the most uh, horrible ways. So, so you look a they kind of look like melty face guys from like a horror movie, or now suddenly you know it's like maybe slam dunking is, on the court. And, maybe this is a Halloween specific. Function. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they could always rationalize it away to themselves about like Happy Halloween, guys. Mm-hmm. We uh, meant to do that. That's yeah, what they should do. And, and it's an we'll easy way out. Later. But uh, yeah, so share uh, function. Yeah, good so, idea. Yes, the share play function is coming. YouTube is coming, the ability to play MP3s, but still not CDs, from USB sticks. Yeah, from the same way. That's it. Uh, And it really pisses me off that you're still not actually able to transfer the music off the USB stick and onto your hard drive. Mm -hmm. You have to have the USB stick in there. They still won't let you... You know, yeah, um, that's weird. Write the data on there, probably because of copywriting issues or something. Yeah, I but know. I mean, you, you could just use your PS3 for that, right? You yes, you could that. because the PS3 can still do all that yeah. stuff. Because there are games on PS3 where you could have your own soundtrack based on what you had on your PS3, right? Oh, uh, yeah, there was something yeah. like that. A few yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a widespread. No, but it was, um, no, it was you know, like that technology. Skate, but skate, yeah. I think you could do it. Yeah. and some of the I feel like the Grand Theft Auto. You could Grand Theft Auto Four, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, and then on, it's like on the PS4. I think it's like it was you, Grand Theft Auto yeah, 4. On the PS4, you can't do that at all. You're kind of just like, but you can use Music Unlimited if you actually subscribe to that. But, you know, how many people do? All right. So, yeah. You do, don't you? Yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, of it's, like, you do. It's, it's the Netflix of music. Of music. So I'm right. just like, yeah, I just, like, you know, grab, which is why my music collection is so bizarre. Yeah. So. So can you actually download that stuff so when it goes away later you still have it or is it like Netflix you only get to listen to it while it's on the service you can actually listen to it offline it's just it's a lower quality version but okay. if you want to hear it like at CD quality levels then you've got to stream it um, okay. offline so I kind of like you know mix it up with both okay but um, yeah as a result of that it's like I've got like the last thing I was listening to was like Sade <laughs> Smooth Operator so what do your Sade, do your I cats have a preference in your music? Um, yeah, actually, the cats Ooh. seem to like Enigma, and the reason that they seem to like Enigma <laughs> is because every once in a while in those songs there are like environmental sound effects with like birds <laughs> twittering and stuff oh, like that. Yes, and then okay. as soon as they hear that, they automatically just go up to the speakers and they're like staring at the speakers, waiting for the birds to come out. So yes, I can actually say that the dog, the cats, kind of like Enigma. Strangely enough, oh, intriguing. Yeah. So, oh, God, that was a tangent, wasn't it? Oh, well. Um, okay, um, in other news, there's actually a bit of um, local Toronto news Ooh. going on. We're, we're saying goodbye to Jade Raymond as the head of Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Toronto. Mm. She, she's the one that runs Ubisoft Toronto, Jade Raymond, you know, a.k.a. Like, you know, one of the biggest targets for oh, you know, yeah. picking on girls in the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, she's no longer in charge, and our friend... 
Alex Perezo oh, okay. is now actually going to be the head of Ubisoft Toronto, mm. which means that we're probably never going to eat lunch with him again because he's going to be too busy now and going it's like, now I'm a big shot. You know, it's like now that I'm not a mere producer. We're the little guys now. Yeah, mm. Now that I'm not yeah. no longer a mere producer, I don't have time to eat with peons like you. Yeah, yeah. It's just like too good for you well, guys. The important now. thing is the Gamergate one and the woman's no longer in charge of Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. apparently. Yeah. So. I really hope that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if it did to a oh. certain degree. You know, just because, like, you know, the climate right now. Yeah, one can she, only assume she got yeah. a lot of unwarranted yeah. abuse. Yeah. She might just this, go, yeah. you know what, yeah, I'm tired of this. Also, I mean, like, you know, she's she's got a kid and the kid is getting a little older now. Um, so, you know, she's probably like, I don't want to miss out on my child's childhood. To be yeah. abused. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be abused, you know, in the industry. Or maybe it could be as simple as, like, you know, she's, she's a Montreal girl and, you know, it's like she had to this uproot herself and move to Toronto. Maybe she just wants to go back to Montreal. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there could be, like, a lot of reasons why it's happening, but... Uh, Yes, we were saying goodbye to Jade Raymond a few blocks down and saying hello to Alex, although we've said hello to Alex before. And, you know, it's like not really. <laughs> never again. Yeah, never again because now he's too good to eat I lunch with I swear to God, so. I ran into him at a bar and I looked at him and said, I know this guy. And he waved at me. I'm like, who the heck yeah. is that guy? Like, oh, I'm like, I think that's the Ubisoft guy. I think that's Alex. We never it's talked. Probably Alex, Wasn't yeah. sure, but. Did in he my have, mind, like, this really bright-eyed, bushy-tailed expression. He like, did really open eyes. Very, yeah, very energetic. Yeah, that's Alex. Yeah, yeah that's totally him. Good times. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I think this is going to be um, my last bit of news as far as gaming stuff goes. There's um, an interesting rumor, which is basically not a rumor. Uh-oh. So, at least on the Xbox Live uh, Marketplace, Grand Theft Auto 3 San Andreas mysteriously became unavailable. You can't buy it there anymore. You can still buy it as a PS2 classic on the PlayStation Network, but on the Xbox 360, you can no longer buy Grand Theft Auto 3 San Andreas. And then on top of that, at um, xboxachievements.org or one of those um, achievements websites, Mm -hmm. a brand new set of achievements popped up for Grand Theft Auto 3 San Andreas. So... People are putting two and two together, and they're thinking, well, like, you know, the next month is going to be, like, the 10-year anniversary of Grand Theft Auto 3 San Andreas releasing to the market, and they've got Grand Theft Auto 5 coming out as well. So there's a lot of speculation now that what's going to happen is either San Andreas is going to just, you know, like, come out as a treat for everybody to buy, but now Mm. with achievements and probably trophies, because you know there's going to be, like, a PS3, PS4 version, or... And this is a more interesting theory. This is a surprise, and they're actually going to like pack it in with, with GTA Five, you know, PS4, Xbox One edition, so that you know, for those guys, it's like, so you are thinking, why should I buy, buy GTA it. Five yes. again? It's like, oh my god, it comes with GTA San Andreas. I'm totally buying. And it a now. new so, set of trophies. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know whether that rumor is true or not, but it's a very interesting one, and I think it actually would tip the scales for a lot of people when they're thinking. If I'm going to get the original San Andreas with this now with trophies or achievements, yeah, I might just splurge on that game again. So, but I, no, mean, I don't know what do you what do you got like you know Phil like yeah. wait, wait Phil's what, still what, waiting for the news about the zombie stuff yeah, yeah. but well, like what, what did you think of San Andreas thing. I mean did you like that game did I liked you love it a lot it? Did, to be honest okay. with you I never finished it because it was oh, too really? long okay. Oh, okay. yeah um, I got stuck on the level that a lot of people get stuck at with David Cross where you have to fly the remote control helicopter oh that one yeah Ugh. okay that took a while so yeah that yeah. took way too long so I I subsequently played a bunch of Vegas on like a friends game which was fun. I liked it. I just always thought it was too 
big. I, I thought it was there were almost too many. Okay, <clears throat> too much too much like landscape to explore. Which is interesting many, because like, like a lot of people are still of customization. Yeah, a lot of people are still bitching that you know the problem with GTA Five is that it's not as big as San Andreas. And yeah. they want that gigantic sprawling. Well, landscape. that's exactly it. Is yeah. I thought the GTA Five like was the perfect balance where I okay. still got a sense of scale that yeah. I got out of San Andreas, but it wasn't as like overwhelming. Yeah, I really didn't enjoy like okay. Although like, I half an hour driving through the highway. Yeah, I, I have to admit though. I mean, I did enjoy driving around in San Fierro, the San Francisco. Totally, analog, yeah. And, you know, oh, and no. the fact that that wasn't in GTA Five made me go like, oh, man, oh, totally. No, like I, in, too bad, I in no way think it's a bad game by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. I really enjoyed it. I like mm-hmm. the whole boys in the hood, uh, menace to society vibe. Yeah, like, no, it totally. That Sam Jackson it, was yeah. the villain. Oh uh, yeah, man, there, yeah, Ken Penny vo- was that? His oh name? yeah, it was a great voice cast and everything. Yeah. I just personally, I think the highlight of the. Uh, like PlayStation Two era Grand Theft Auto games will uh, is Vice City for me. Yeah, Vice yeah. City. Yeah, oh, that's man. the I thing. Love Vice City. So good. Yeah, the like the the design, the eighties soundtrack, the, 80s, yeah. the voices, the sense of humor. That's mm-hmm. I just felt that like you could it, is as as ambitious as Grand Theft Auto Three was. It wasn't as satisfying. Yeah. So that's like, what, yeah. that's what I'd say about it. Not yeah. that I don't like it, and it was also in a period. When I was in university and sort of slowly going out of gaming for okay. a little bit, so that Ooh. was also part of it. But being <laughs> social, <laughs> Mel, you know that's not true. <laughs> no, it was more just like I needed that money for like peanut Food? butter and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah like, but anyway, yeah. No, I've always liked it. It would be fun to play it again, since because I probably haven't played it in ten years, to be honest. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, if like if there was like an HD remix of Vice City coming out. Mm-hmm. I'd be like giddy right now. Oh yeah, so would I. But, a lot of people uh, would. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. in this, this is still fun, yeah. I, and I'm not, and I, I, I may well uh, sink a little bit of time into it. But uh, yeah, I just always thought it was, it just stretched a little bit beyond yeah. what the system was no, capable I, I, of, and, yeah, what, and, and, and uh, certainly what yeah. my attention span was capable yeah. of. Yeah, and obviously now on the PS4 and the Xbox One, it would be like, oh, this is fine now. We can totally handle it. Totally. Although, yeah, I'm, I would be really excited for a Vice City HD re-release. Just yeah. Just that moment, like, you know, driving around in your hot 80s car at sunset while Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr.'s Broken Wings yeah. is playing on the radio. And yeah. I was like, now I really have to run over Hawker exactly. to this song. So, so just, many yeah. fantastic moments yeah. in that, yeah. So, yeah. So, but, yeah but, but, yeah, but but also I am still desperately hoping they're going to get this zombie pack out in time for Halloween. I think it's it's going to happen. Phil, just... No, just wait till next up. week. Just <laughs> wait till next week. I, I'm pretty sure that the marketing machine on this is going to open up next week, yeah. and they'll be like, hey, guys, here it is. It's either going to happen next week or not at all. Yeah, so. pretty much. So, so uh, yeah, right now I'm just kind of in limbo deciding whether I should get excited or angry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also looking forward to GTA V since I still haven't played it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I, I should say that I played long enough to get into the first heist, and then yeah. after that I stopped and said, I'm going to wait for the PS4 version, yeah. and now that's finally happening in, like, three yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah, so. no, I like, I would yeah. be so excited right now if I hadn't played it all the way through. Yeah. Um, I have, so I'm just kind of frustrated. Yeah. Uh, more than anything but else. But I'm pumped, so. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. I'm I on Wayne's side. I didn't play it yet, so. I'll get it for PS4. You guys are lucky bastards. Yeah, right. Play that much right now. I like. I will definitely play a little bit of it again for sure. Yeah. But it's just, you know, the stuff that I love the most would take like a dozen or so hours for me to sink in. Oh, and get okay. To it. Well, I mean, it's like you know, I, I had of me going through it all again are even just not you know, it's like super high. The little bit that I played, it's like obviously I wandered around on the countryside and oh, yeah. I thought it was great though going into like the cinema and checking out the pseudo art house films. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. was just. Laughing they're, my they're ass so, off. Oh yeah, no, so I, funny. Oh I, my god, I absolutely adored it. Yeah, yeah, I really, really did. That was one of 
Yeah, that was yeah. I, it was Rockstar's. And the Facebook the Facebook that. mission was just classic. I mean, it's like yeah. I oh, yeah. God, I played that. that. I'm looking forward to playing that again because that, God, that that's just good. like one yeah. of my favorite missions ever was that Facebook mission. I know. The more you so, talk about it, the more I honestly yeah. do kind of want to play it again. I just yeah. don't want to spend seventy dollars. Yeah, so no, that's, yeah. That's the problem. That's the ruse. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that's that's all the uh, gaming related news that I've got for this week. So you know, okay, if, if you got right. like yeah. you know, anything I, else that you would like to share, I can throw out some news okay. for sure. Okay, so first up, here's an interesting little uh, tidbit of Rooney, which is that uh, movie Annabelle that I hated with the haunted uh, doll. Um, yeah. It's being pulled out of theaters in Paris because uh, teenagers have been rioting uh, in what? the theaters. Um, apparently, this is a regular problem. Uh, sinister and paranormal activity also had to be uh, removed from theaters. Why um, are they rioting? Well, I guess they're just going and like, uh, like talking a lot and yelling at the screen, and then eventually it they're it, teenagers it into them like throwing stuff around and, and harassing other patrons. But it's apparently becoming a regular problem with uh, shitty low budget horror movies in France. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird, it's weird. thing. Um, I mean, I can understand being angry at how bad that movie is, but I can't understand rioting. Um, yeah, I don't understand it. It's it's just it really caught my eye and imagination. I don't quite know what I'm going. Especially since this is not an isolated incident. incident. There have been like several incidents of this before. But yeah, is it? It's just teenagers. Yeah, it's just Paris. Just something Paris that's normal teenagers. for like Paris teenagers. Yeah, apparently not a group. It's, it's just. Yeah. Some crazy teenagers. Yeah, I get. Yeah, it just seems like it's a common thing now. When a crappy horror movie comes out, they go and yell at the screen, and if it's bad enough, cause a ruckus. Oh, so okay. apparently, it's gotten so out of control that Annabelle no longer can play in Paris. That right wow. has been removed. The movie's so scary it caused riots mm-hmm. in Europe. That's mm-hmm. a that's an amazing yeah. marketing tag. Box so. quote right there. Yeah. That is a pretty great one. Mm. All right. Uh, next up, last week, an extra from uh, Batman vs. Superman called the Detroit Radio Station to give out a tidbit of information. This, it's worth noting, um, all the extras had to sign a, uh, a uh, non-disclosure agreement saying that they would be fined $5 million if they gave away Aww. any information on the movie. So this guy might have to owe $5 million for this tidbit. But the tidbit is uh, Robin will be in the movie, and Robin will be girl. a girl, Carrie Kelly, yep. while Dark Knight Returns. Because okay. All right. There was a ginger on set, and people were trying to make sure, wonder if it was Batgirl or Robin. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to feel about this because I don't know the context. Like, I if don't know, this I just was, see they're throwing everybody into one I know, movie. It's, just, it's too much. But also, like, if the context were that this is going to be a Dark Knight Returns movie, I would be excited. But it's not going. Obviously, to be. It's, it's just, not. It's just Carrie Kelly as Robin, which I guess is interesting. It'll make it more. No. I mean, it'll be slightly more credible to see a girl in that outfit than Chris O'Donnell. That's true. Well, assuming that they're actually going with that outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they're they're not, then, like, well, okay. Yeah, who knows what they're doing precisely. But but. next we're going to learn that Supergirl's in it, and... The dog is in it. And oh, crypto! Yeah, let's get crypto in there. <laughs> yeah. Mister Mitzelflick or however you pronounce it. They're just throwing his name. way too much into this. Yeah, one well, Warner movie. Brothers also announced their whole slate of movies through 2020. Yeah. I saw a tree of superhero yeah. movies till 2020. It goes as follow: yeah. in 2016, we're going to get Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad, which we talked about not last week. In 2017, Wonder Woman movie and Justice League Part One. Uh, in 2018, The Flash, but curiously, uh, The Flash starring Ezra Miller in no way connected to the television series, and Aquaman. 
whatever. Yay, and in 20- Aquaman. <laughs> oh, come on. It's like you know, Aquaman gets a bad rap, but I really want to see them try. He and, does, like, but save. they got J- Jason Moma playing Aquaman. Oh, okay. the, this, okay. this man's legacy it mm-hmm. goes back to Baywatch. Um, need I say more? Okay. Uh, 2019, uh, we get Shazam and Justice League of America 2. And then 2020, we get Cyborg, which I could not care less about. But he's and- black. Yeah, whatever. So, you know, well, we've already <laughs> determined that Phil is white. Yeah, yeah. All right. has no white care. guilt. Yeah. It has okay. nothing. It has okay. nothing to do with racial <laughs> associations. It has everything to do with it being a boring, shitty character. He is a boring. And character. then, and then also in twenty twenty, Green Lantern, which amusingly they're saving till the absolute end, um, because you know the last one did so poorly. Yeah, and uh, is it going to be like the dark, grim? Christopher My guess is, Green Lantern. Oh, God, I hope they're not all dark and grim. That'll get tired fast. But I think I think part of it's probably... Well, I guess he's going to be in the Justice League movie, but I feel like, yeah, delaying it that long is to, like, just really wait and hope that Ryan Reynolds signs on as Deadpool, and then he'll be... It'll be in schedulingly... It'll be impossible through schedules for him to ever do a Green Lantern movie, and they'll be forced to recast. Okay. Um, but, um... Anyway, yeah, that's a lot. Two movies a year from Warner Brothers, especially considering, like... It's going to be crappy. Yeah, they haven't really established the fact that this is a brand people really want to see. So, anyway, yep, that's happening. They're all coming. Mm. Sigh. Um, also, uh, related, uh, it's been revealed that James Wan, the director of the Saw movies and in the Insidious movies and The Conjuring... You can't say director of the Saw movies because it didn't have sorry, different director directors. director of Saw 1. There you go. Uh, Insidious 1 and 2 and The Conjuring is going to make an unspecified Warner Brothers comic book movie. One of those movies will belong to James Wan. Wait, Um, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. One of those movies you just listed, the horror guy... James Wan's going to do. ...is directing. Yeah, well, he's uh, signed an exclusive contract with Warner Brothers, and uh, he's also doing... uh, the, the, like, theoretically the transitional movie that will explain why this is possible is that he's currently finishing up the most recent Fast and Furious movie. They put him in charge of that. Um, so, uh, which I'm excited about. James Wan directed Fast and the Furious movie that's Jason Statham one by one killing all the members of Fast and the Furious. Presumably Paul Walker first, for obvious Presumably. reasons. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, he's going to direct one of them. I would, I'd say the smart money, because by virtue of the fact that none of those movies are creepy in any way. I'd say that the smart money is on uh, him doing Shazam because he's yeah. buddies with The Rock and we know that The Rock yeah. is in Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Black Adam. Um, yeah, so anyway, yeah, more crap coming out of Warner Brothers DC catalog. Like, I want to believe that this would be good because I actually do probably prefer DC over Marvel. I do. If, if a, a shot yeah, I do, but like not movie. Yeah. Not, but not these, yeah, definitely not. Although, who knows? Maybe They're Batman. casting for every movie they put out so far has just been horrible except yeah. The Rock. Well, maybe yeah, I know, but may, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe my, yeah, but you Batman know, it's versus like Superman's gonna Marvel my fire did and change lose everything. a gold mine with like letting Joaquin Phoenix go from Doctor Strange. I, don't, I, I still really I don't think they let him go. Him. I think well, that was yeah, his decision. He just walked away. They, they were yeah. really fighting for him. Yeah. My guess is it was just. I'm sure it's just a time constraint thing. Like yeah. I'm sure at this point, if you sign on to play Doctor Strange. You're signing on for, for two like, Doctor Strange yeah. movies mm-hmm. and an Avengers movie and yeah. a possible crossover in another and movie. Like you're signing away that. like yeah. five to seven years of your life. Yeah. So and I can understand Joaquin Phoenix not wanting to do that because mm-hmm. he's got other things to do and he's eccentric. 
Um, next up, a um, little interview with Charlie Cox, who's playing Daredevil in the upcoming Netflix Daredevil series. And he said that uh, everyone on the set um, is constantly reading Daredevil comics. They're finding ways to put references in on a regular and he said, on a regular basis. And he's also said that it is by far the darkest thing that Daredevil's ever done. And he's been surprised by the things they've been getting away with. So... Um, this might be hype talk. Probably is hype talk. We'll but see. Yeah. I'm excited for this Daredevil series, and I couldn't be happier than to hear that they're that indebted to the comics. And it's on Netflix. And they're promising darkness. Yeah. Because that's what I want out of my Daredevil. Daredevil is kind of the close is the closest thing to a dark Marvel character, really. I mean, Doctor Strange dabbles in the supernatural, yeah. but he's kind of flamboyant and tosses off the one-liners. Well, I mean, for a long time they were pushing Wolverine as their dark character. But oh, that's now, true. It's just way too popular now to like really be mm-hmm. their dark character. There's also Moon Knight, but now yeah. we're, we're getting into really obscure territory. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. About Moon Knight. So, yeah, in terms of like yeah. the mainstream, more recognizable ones, Daredevil's yeah. the guy most yeah. likely to smile. Exactly. Oh, no, wait, Punisher. What am I talking Punisher, about? Yeah, Punisher, okay. Punisher is by Punisher, yeah. far mm-hmm. their darkest character, yeah. but they're not going to do a proper Punisher movie. No, they, no, they've they done can't. Put yeah. Two or three they, of them. Yeah, they keep trying and failing to make a proper Punisher movie. I wouldn't be surprised if this Netflix thing works out and they are able to push the envelope because it's Netflix and they don't have to deal with the MPAA. I, w- if, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Punisher uh, Netflix series yeah. that's like hard R, where people are getting decapitated and knives to the face. That's what I yeah. want. Anywho. Well, that's what you should kind of get with a Punisher. Yeah, that's what Punisher's all yeah. about. Yeah. Disembowelings, extreme violence, yeah. people getting hurt. Yeah. That's what we want. He punishes people. Yeah. It's in, I actually it's in the name. So. I actually kind of like, did either of you ever see Punisher Warzone, the most recent one? I kind of liked that one. I didn't mind any it, of them, It had some actually. massive problems. Uh, the Dolph Lundgren one's pretty bad. But it's hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's one of those movies that you're just like, oh, it's so bad, it's good. And the Punisher with Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane was a great Punisher. That movie had a chance, but they cast John Travolta as the villain, and they threw that chance out the window. <laughs> but uh, Punisher Warzone, the opening sequence when he goes into the, like, when he breaks into the mansion and is machine-gunning people while dangling from a chandelier, that's oh, okay. like... Have you ever seen that scene? Nope. Oh, man. That's, like, as close to what I want a Punisher movie to be that I've ever seen. The first, like, ten minutes of that are okay. amazing. And then it kind of lost its way. As well, it, yeah, it becomes a little goofier and a little sillier. And it's still actually, I, I think, and, and Barry is pretty campy as well. I still think um, it's probably right. the best Punisher thing they've done. The guy they cast as Punisher was really good. In particular, he looked a lot like the Gareth Annis version of the Punisher. Oh, okay. But um, it's not... Um, yeah, it's it's is in you know it's a lesser of evil situation with the Punisher film catalog, and that's by far the least evil, even good you might even say, even good. All right, next up, um, here's a funny one. Uh, stamp collectors are furious oh, yes. about the fact that uh, there's a 75th anniversary Batman stamp. The former uh, Postmaster General Benjamin Baylor is saying they've ruined the stamp program. Really? They've really? prostituted it away in an effort to make money. Are you? It, it, mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. Superman's been on a number of stamps. Yes. I want to make that clear. Yes, he has. Yeah. Actually, recently he was on Stamps in Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Okay, yeah, so I, I, I don't get the hate for having Batman on the stamp. It's just, just, it's below, they, the I don't st- professional stamp collect, professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, experienced, experienced yeah. stamp collectors. Elite stamp uh, they, they are disgusted by the fact that they would put a cartoon character on a stamp. 
when there could be, say, a swan yeah. or perhaps the queen. Yeah. Or how it about seems, Mickey Mouse? Seems ridiculous. Wait, wait, why would the queen be on an American stamp? That's a good point. Um, a flag Abe. or George Washington. Yeah. Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Let's just stick the Pope on there and be done with it. It's like, you know, the new yeah. Pope. It seems like a whole lot of belly aching to me. And in what, in what kind of power does the stamp collecting community really have? It's actually shocking this even got out there. All right, next up. Um, well, I mean, you know, without those stamps, how are you going to send out your but that's birthday, not... birthday invitations for little Timmy's sixth birthday? I mean, like, that's, that's the kind of collectors, power that these though. Those aren't collectors. Those are just people using yeah. stamps. Collectors have no power. And yet these stamps are worth a lot of money. Yeah, because, well, that's just the only power they have so is probably secondhand. Is they yeah. don't like this whole idea yeah. that people are going around telling them what stamps are valuable rather than their stamps. Um, anyway, uh, next up. Uh, James Cameron uh, did an interview recently, and he revealed that he actually uh, gave the uh, the makers of Terminator Genesis with a Y the uh, idea. <laughs> no, 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 the no, finger. no. He didn't give them the finger. He, he gave okay. them the concept for how to justify the fact that uh, how old is Arnold the Schwarzenegger age thing? now? Yeah, sixty, seventy. He's old. Yeah, he's got to be in his sixties at least. But anyway, they, he gave them the concept to try and explain how how to justify that old man Schwarzenegger is still a Terminator. And his concept is that uh, a Terminator was sent back a little too far and had to wait around for quite some time. And the uh, flesh <laughs> on top of the exoskeleton okay. uh, is, aged. is aged because yeah. it's non-synthetic. It's actually so not even flesh. how, just 60 years passed, right? Because it, it's Terminator, it'd probably take way longer. So yeah, is yeah. he hanging out with the cavemen? He was just sort of chilling around, yeah, waiting. Well, the flesh would apparently age with the, like, consistency of a human. Okay, so, it's only okay, so it really 60, has been yeah. a few decades. Yeah, so yeah, it's really been a couple ten. decades. Right. They screwed okay. up the time okay. travel and now he's around. Which is not, like, a horrible idea, but it's also... No. I can see the Terminator being a greaser. Yeah. I can totally believe this if the thing that sent him back was based on a Windows OS. Where yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, okay, <laughs> Windows screwed up again and sent him to the wrong time period. Oh, Windows, there you go again. So yeah, I thought it was weird, and I also thought so, yeah, it was... I mean, if, if Skynet's got Windows like you know twelve or Windows thirteen in there, then I can totally see how this would happen. Like, yeah. yeah, okay. It's also such a silly idea. I don't understand why James Cameron's going around taking credit for it. But I just want you guys to know I came up with the sweet idea. Yeah. Just so when you see it, yeah. and you can understand, you know, no matter what else you see yeah. in that movie, that was me. Guys. That was me. The best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Took a break from Avatar two to come up with that idea. Um, all right. Next up, um, apparently uh, Adam McKay is in the talks to direct a Marvel movie now. McKay um, also, obviously, this won't be the first time he's worked with Marvel. He came in to rewrite the Ant Man script after Edgar Wright left in the summer. Um, but yeah, it just seems like an odd choice to me. Like I like Adam McKay's movies a lot. He's the guy who did uh, An- Anchorman, Talladega Nights. Yeah. Oh, Brothers. okay. Yeah, I think they're very funny, and he's got a certain visual style as to whether or not he can helm a whole superhero movie. I don't know. Although I kind of get the impression now that the machine's set up to such an extent that they don't. Yeah. The action stuff yeah. is sort of. I mean, really, they kind of laid out their Joss Whedon template and said, "Just follow this. Yeah, and yeah. You'll be fine." And really, it's not like. John Favreau's like yeah. known as an amazing action That's director, also right? True. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was an odd choice. We'll see how that pans out. I also can't imagine which one they'd give him because you'd have you'd have to assume it would be like really silly. Um, I don't think they'd give him one with a lot of emoting. See, The Rock seems like a really silly movie because it's The Rock, so it's like Shazam. And Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, but that's DC. That's a totally different deal. Sorry. Yeah, you yeah. said Marvel, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. 
Yeah, don't make isn't it Isn't Iron Man the only the really silly ones? Yeah, well, in Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty silly. And also, we don't actually know what they're planning on That's making true. in the future. Maybe they're making Squirrel Girl and Alex can... Ooh, like, really Squirrel Girl. Okay, that. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what they're planning on doing? But anyway, Adam McKay on the list, which is Whatever bizarre. they're planning on doing, it'll be better than DC. We can only assume. And speaking of better than DC, uh, as the final thing, the Avengers 2 trailer obviously hit yes. the internet this week. Oh, I okay. believe everyone's seen it. One would only assume. Looks... I thought it looked amazing, I have to say. Wayne, you there seem skeptical based on No, not, not that. I mean, it's like I actually looked at it. It's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I was actually just thinking that apparently there's already a backlash to the trailer on the interwebs. Of course there well, is. Of course yeah. there is, but what's the why? Yeah. Why? Because they look at it and they're like, oh, this looks like it's just going to be like, you know, a big, dumb comic book action movie. And we were somehow expecting more after the first movie. But that was somehow. a big, dumb yeah. comic book action movie. Yeah. Probably the biggest. So, yeah, uh, uh, apparently what this... What the fuck do you want Avengers 2 to be? Uh, I mean, it's like, I'm just Deep saying, and but, emotional, yeah. Phil. I was, the, the tra- I was... But that's what the trailer indicates. Yeah. No. But, what like, I was I was talking to, like, you know, one of our interns who's actually, yeah. like, you know, written an article about this whole reaction himself. Okay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was, like, you know, going over this stuff. And basically, the big concern is that it's just going to be a reskin of the first Avengers movie. In that, you know, it's like something happens, the Avengers argue, they go off on their separate ways, something brings them back together, makes them realize that they fight better as a team, and then they once again, you know, fight a huge horde of, like, you know, CG enemies at the end, blah, 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 end of movie. So I guess some people are just upset that it's like, well, it's Avengers 1 all over again, isn't it? If it works the first time. That's extrapolating a lot from a trailer that gives away. But apparently this is the prevailing opinion that that's what's going to happen. Well, even if that is what happened, it worked the first time, would you? Yeah. really blame Marvel for doing it again. Yeah, yeah and that, number one, that doesn't sound that bad. Number two, yeah. it doesn't really look like that. The tone looks incredibly dark. different than, yeah, the other ones. It looks really dark and tragic, and it doesn't look like... Well, I mean, if Joss Whedon is still directing this, and I believe he is, yeah. somebody's going to die. Yeah, Because somebody thing. always dies yeah, yeah, when Joss Whedon is in charge. It'll be Quicksilver. Yeah. One would have to assume one of the major characters is going to I would die. like it to be... I don't be, think they're going to uh, kill Quicksilver, simply because I think they're going to want those characters for future movies. So? No, I, I, I would gonna... like them to kill Quicksilver just because he's not as interesting yeah. as, like, X-Men Quicksilver. So it's like, you know, just... Just kill that. I think dude. everyone I suppose, likes X Men Quicksilver. But this is uh, Joss Whedon's yeah. uh, Quicksilver. Like bring in like you know Brian Singer Quicksilver because that kid was That's like he was awesome. he was amazing as like the mischievous okay. speedster. Look, um, here's what I'll say about that. Um, okay, I of course I love the Quicksilver sequence in yeah. X Men: Days of Future Past. That was the best part of the movie. He wasn't a character. He was just a power and a haircut and a one liner. This Joss Whedon's actually writing a, a someone with you know a personality and a I don't know I, Quicksilver's personality isn't all that interesting. Well, exactly, it's wide open. You could do whatever you wanted to it in the movies, and I feel like he will. I don't think he's going to introduce these characters willy nilly. I think there's going to be a purpose, and I find it hard to believe that you don't purpose agree with me, Wayne. Die. You're the guy that's uh, yeah, stroking we'll, Joss Whedon more than anybody. No, we'll we'll see how it goes. It's just you know it's like now if you. Now with Disney and all that sort of thing, I'm also wondering, you know, worried, you know, that they're wandering into like you know action figure and merchandising territory and saying it's like you know this has to be in here Disney for this marketing D- reason. Disney blah, doesn't blah, blah, get blah. any of the merchandise mm. money off of it. That still goes to Marvel Comics. Okay. That was part of the deal. That always was. So that's that can't. That okay. Built in can't be. A and yeah. we'll, so we'll see how it goes. They don't get Why any. Are you so skeptical <laughs> about this, Wayne? No, they don't. It's that's interesting because Disney stores actually do sell Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they get some percentage. I mean, like, because they can sell in the stores because they make the movies and yeah, everything. Yeah. But no, Marvel is, hmm. it's still the Marvel Enterprises is primarily responsible for the uh, merchandising. It's not, uh, yeah, it's it's not 
it's not all the Disney machines. I'm surprised you're so skeptical. No, I'm thing. actually still looking forward to the Avengers movie itself. I'm just not sure about Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. That's all. Those those two, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they've it is Joss Whedon, and he can do interesting things with characters. It's just that traditionally those two have like you know never really been standouts in the Avengers universe, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they tried for years to make them so. Yeah. Um, and like you know the whole like are, are they going to mess around with the whole Scarlet Witch vision thing which then just gets deeply weird if it's like oh you're going to marry an android and have a baby with him and like this, this is getting very bizarre now but yeah well I, like, would, I would assume it's going to be a pretty radical take on it because I think yeah. the beauty of bringing those two characters in is yeah they don't because if you've got Ultron in there and yeah. you know it's like Ultron is the one at least in the comic book universe that makes the vision and then mm-hmm. you know, the vision is the one that you know ends up marrying Scarlet Witch and then they have a baby improbably yeah. so like so anybody that knows the Marvel Universe when they see this stuff they're like whoa are you actually going to go in that direction or not I don't know wait 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 they have a baby they had a baby Mm. how Um, because the Scarlet Witches oh man we're getting into like serious comic book nerd territory here so the Scarlet Witches mutant ability is that she can manipulate probability she's basically got the power of good luck and bad luck Okay, I'm really, really simplified it here, but basically, she's a good luck, bad luck witch. She manipulates the odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, somehow, when she got together with the Vision, that power worked itself on them to allow them to improbably conceive a child. So, yeah. Uh, I never got that far. It's, That's ridiculous. It's, it's complicated, so, yeah. Uh, this is why I stopped reading Marvel. Yeah. Yes, I mean, everything in Marvel is complicated. Yeah, so. I also just don't understand how anyone that was already excited about seeing the Avengers could be upset by the fact that it looks like it's going to be an action movie in which there's tension within the group. Isn't that, like, the reason you go to an Avengers movie? No. What they want? They want them to go to, like, Hawaii and hang out? I would love know? to see them just eat shawarma for two hours. I just don't. I don't understand. It just... It, stuff like that, it's just negativity for the sense yeah. of negativity. It's just something's out, people like it. I, I'm going to be the guy that yeah. hates it. That's let's, the let's internet being the internet, it. as usual. But who was it that caught the Pinocchio song? Is it you or Brendan? Well, everybody caught the Pinocchio song. Well, yeah, but song. I didn't catch that it was actually Pinocchio's song. Oh, yeah. It took a second for me to realize yeah, that no, that's yeah, what it was. No, it's a, yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the lullaby thing that they're playing in the background yeah. is um, that Pinocchio song that he sang with For I've the, Got No Strings yeah. oh, to really? Hold Me Down, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, hey, you know, it's like you've got like a Disney song yeah. in there. You're subverting a Disney song in a movie that's made by Disney. Yeah. How clever. Yeah. So That is kind of funny. I yeah. never even noticed that. Cool. Well, anyway, despite what the naysayers say, I'm incredibly excited. So am I. I think it looks fantastic. I like that it's a different tone. Mm-hmm. And really, when you look back on it, all the movies since uh, they have this phase two have been a little darker and a little weirder and a little tragic. And it only yeah. makes sense that the Avengers would be the biggest and baddest version of that. Because mm-hmm. every single one, except for Guardians of the Galaxy, which was pure joy. Yeah, and which fun. I still haven't seen. That's ridiculous. But I'll get around to it. I'll why watch it. Why I don't to... you go see movies in the theater, bro? Uh, that's how they're designed like, to be seen. He people. Yeah, he already told us today, yeah. yeah. Go to a matinee during the day and, a, and on a weekday. There's yeah, be, there's, there's, there'll be one other person in the theater, and they'll drive way yeah. nuts. Yeah. They'll ruin it for me by having a conversation on the phone for the entire two hours. Okay, number one, they won't. Number two, it's such a... For someone like you who enjoys, like, technical presentation so much, how can you not appreciate a gigantic movie screen and sound system versus it's very you have at home? It's very difficult for me to isolate myself in a decent movie theater with a decent screen and decent sound system. There is one within walking distance of me, but it's not a great theater. Yeah. So... 
you know. But even a great theater is better. Yeah. Even not a great theater is better than a home viewing experience. I don't know, man. He got uh, those speakers recently. Yeah, it's, it's like I, I enjoy my home viewing experience quite a bit. Actually. I'm sure it's great. I'm not saying it's not great, but it's not the same as no, it's not a lights same. out, yeah. locked down movie theater yeah. experience. Because there aren't all of those people talking amongst each other. They don't all talk. I don't know, I don't just, know what movie theater. He doesn't like when people explain movies to the people sitting next to them who are lost. Right, but this isn't something that happens every single time you go to the movies. It does to me with alarming frequency. Really? Like, I, I guess I just have really bad luck when it comes to audiences, but I do tend to sit around people that like to talk a he lot just or hates laugh people. constantly. And, yeah, that and I'm antisocial. Well, so. you don't like people that laugh at comedies? What? Well, I don't like people that, like, laugh all the time to the point where it's like, I can't even understand the joke that just happened because this guy sitting in front of me was laughing so loud that I missed okay. the joke. Well, that's ridiculous. If yeah. You don't allow people to laugh at a comedy. Yeah. That's just disgusting. That's why he doesn't so, go to the theater, yeah, see, though. So, so what you're saying is, you're right, Wayne. You should yeah, exactly. not go to the You shouldn't theater. be in the theater. You just agreed with no, me. you and should go. That, yeah. As I said, you should go to because, matinees on a Wednesday. You know, because if I do go, then I'll end up, like, telling these people, hey, stop that, and I'll be interfering with their enjoyment. So you're mm-hmm. actually right. I shouldn't go to movie theaters because I shouldn't be no, you spoiling their fun. Go to matinees during the week. No. When I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy in IMAX, I went on I went on the Monday after release to the IMAX and it, there I was like one of a dozen people there. Okay. It was perfect. And one of those dozen people would drive Wayne crazy. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, I almost walked out of Godzilla, but I kind of had to see Godzilla. You almost... So, yeah. Was it full? Huh? Was no, it? it wasn't full. There was like, you know, ten people in there. But and one of them annoyed yeah, you that much? One, yeah, there was this one guy and it's like, he had a girlfriend who he was showing Godzilla to for the first like she didn't know anything about Godzilla so he was like yeah so Godzilla is this Japanese monster from Tokyo the first movie came out in 1954 and I'm like god damn it I didn't come in here to hear a commentary about Godzilla I know Godzilla quit explaining everything to your girlfriend were you sitting near him Hmm? were you sitting near him yes I was why didn't you move farther away because I tried to pick like a seat as close to the center as possible and because there were like 10 people in the theater they They were were all all clumped in the center because that was the sweet spot so I had me and the other 9 people had to listen to this guy give the running commentary of what Godzilla was all about and how those monsters may or may not be inspired by Rodan and what Rodan is and you know it's like Mothra and the little twin Japanese girls that sing the songs and I was like oh my god I'm going to leave I'm going to leave this theater why why do people always talk during movies why 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 I hate movie theaters so much because of this and then somebody took a phone call and was like yeah dude I'm watching Godzilla really? oh it's great oh, oh you just totally missed it dude we're gonna have to watch this scene again it's so awesome what Godzilla is doing right now I'm like, I hate movie theaters so much. You have the worst luck. I really, luck. really I hate theaters. That happen. Like, I maybe hear someone chatting in a movie theater. Like, no, one, constantly. One out of 30, 35 When I go into I go. a movie theater, at least one person there is going to be making noise throughout the entire film, and I'll be like, this is why I hate movie theaters. Because I can never just enjoy the film. I've always got to listen to somebody else droning on about something. Mike doesn't have a theater voice, so if I say something to him in the middle of the movie in a whisper, he'll answer in his regular voice, and oh, I just like, oh no, 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 yeah. no, no! no. Okay, so I so stop saying things. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. stop yeah. saying things to yeah. him. Yeah, so yeah, like this, this is why I'm just better off not going to a movie theater if I can help it. I always just end up getting upset and going, "Why does humanity suck so much? You oh, can't yeah. even sit for two hours and watch a movie." You, I mean, like, are you only going on like Friday or Saturday night? No, this is like middle of the week matinees yeah. kind of thing. So doesn't even make sense. I just have tremendously bad luck. Yeah, so. it seems that way. And on that note, rolling into what Phil saw. 
Yeah, we can do that. See? <clears throat> These are yeah, all good segue the there. Yeah, they yeah. were yeah. good. These are all movies I saw in the theater, and I always have See, maybe that's the thing. Maybe, maybe I should... Respectful, quiet audiences yeah. at every maybe, single one of them. Maybe I them. should watch them with other critics, because those guys probably aren't talking. Oh, yeah, the journey. critics' screenings are, are dead silent. Okay. Take, Bill, so, take Wayne to something. I stuff all the time, and yeah. I like interactive audiences. I love. I used to love going to the Blur Cinema when they play, like, uh, Die Hard or Scrooge mm-hmm. or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and people would, like, shout along and say lines of dialogue and stuff. That was so much fun. Yeah, see, I'm too grumpy for that. Really? So, yeah. Like, because when I went to see Die Hard, like when Carl from Family Matters appeared on screen, everyone in the audience applauded, and it's to this day one of my greatest moments in a theater okay. that I've ever had. That's as fun as I got. And it wasn't like people were doing distract. It was like they would cheer like the best best moment in the movie. You know, like I saw Aliens, and like you know, after like the when when. Uh, uh, did Sigourney Weaver said, "Get away from her, you bitch!" The whole audience went, "Woo!" And that's see, Wayne would be the one person in the theaters that just grumpy. You wouldn't yeah. enjoy that. You wouldn't yeah. enjoy the cheering along and yeah. enjoying it and the crowd experience. I think I'm just it. too grumpy for that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so, well, anywho, the three movies that I saw this week that we should talk about. All right, first up is uh, John Wick, which was uh, an action movie with Keanu Reeves that I dreaded going to see because he hasn't really done a good one since The Matrix. Um, the Matrix and, One. Yeah, I like. Let's I, be clear about no, this. I like the sequels. I got to be honest with you. Oh, really? I do. Wow. Okay. I thought that you were just going to rip those no, to shreds. No, I like, do. I mean, even the rave scene. They're and, like, flawed. They're, oh, they're flawed. Certainly. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're 100 percent flawed. But I think they're interesting overall compared to like a normal action movie for sure. And the like the car chase sequence in Reloaded is one of the most that is amazing crazy. action sequences it is that's ever been in any movie ever. Yeah. I think there's a lot of clever ideas there. I think they did interesting things where they really fucked with audience expectations in a way I enjoyed but I can see how it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way I think if you watch the the problem with those movies was the first Matrix kind of came out of nowhere no one knew what to make of it the yeah. sequels faced such intense scrutiny and expectation that it was kind of it was hard to watch them at the time. Mm. I find if I we watch them now, divorced of expectation, knowing what you're going to get, I they're actually actually watch those movies once incredibly a year enjoyable. Do you? For some reason, yeah, they're good, yeah, right? So, so you do like the sequels, then? I'm okay with them. Yeah, I'm, it's yeah. like I, I understand that they do go off the rails, especially sure. once they get into like the philosophical segments, where it's just like, okay, yeah. Wachowskis, you let this go on for way yeah. too long. Some of them are good. I like. I've always liked the thing with the architect. I know a lot of people bitch about mm-hmm. that one, but I thought that was a really clever scene, and I like the way that character is written to be like completely de- devoid of humanity. And sympathy. Anywho, that's not the movie that I'm talking about. No. Um, the movie's John Wick. It's an action movie starring Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves plays, unsurprisingly, John Wick, an ex um, assassin who's been in retirement for a few years. In the first scene, we see that his wife dies. His wife leaves him behind a dog. He decides he makes friends with the dog. And then he's going out to buy dog food, and uh, he's driving his sweet vintage uh, Chevy into a gas station and a Russian gangster sees it and says, oh, it's a very good car. Can I please buy a car? And he says, some things are for sale, man. And then goes home and then that night the Russian gangsters jump into the apartment, kill his dog, steal the car, beat the crap out of Keanu Reeves. They have no idea who he is. Um, it's like a young punk gangster. That night the young punk gangster goes home and his father explains his father explains to him, do you know who that man was? It was John Wick. He single-handedly got us our entire empire. So then John Wick comes back to town out of retirement and takes Wait, out so the this, entire this guy, mob. This guy actually tells his dad I beat up on a guy named John Wick no. and then... No, I skipped a bit. Okay, uh, it, uh, the, uh, the, the guy tries takes his car into the uh, uh, garage run by John Leguizamo that cleans up stolen cars mm-hmm. and he just looks at it and he's like, 
do you know who that was? Oh. There's a lot of that. Yeah. And then uh, he, like, calls the mob boss. The mob boss calls his son in. That takes about, I would say, maybe 15, 20 minutes to set up, and that's it in terms of plot. The rest of the movie is just Keanu killing people one after the other. Which sounds great. Yeah. It's <laughs> so. solid. And um, there's a real... Yeah, it has the, like... Uh, like extreme narrative efficiency of like an early Walter Hill movie, like uh, The Driver or The Warriors. I, I like or, how you phrase that. So some people will call it narrative efficiency. Other yeah. people will say no plot. Yeah. <laughs> but we're calling it narrative no, efficiency. No, it has just <laughs> enough to get by. It's like, yeah, like bare minimum dialogue. There's like allusions to backstory and history and rules and codes of honor, but nothing's ever explained. It becomes kind of a joke about how like people will speak in shorthand to words that you'll never understand. Mm-hmm. And it's done very like tongue in cheek, very comedically. Um, around the edges, you have people like Willem Dafoe plays uh, 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 one of Keanu uh, Reeves' old assassin partners. Well, Willem uh, Dafoe is good in everything. Absolutely, he appears in, so. Ian yeah. McShane plays the guy who used to get him all the secrets and tell him about all the jobs. And I love me some Ian McShane. And from that point, and other than that, it's basically just a series of uh, hand uh, of action sequences. But and and. Specifically, the type of uh, gun violence and fistfight action sequences from uh, the nineties. So inspired by non CG action sequences. No CG, no kung fu, just a lot of shooting and punching and sweating and grunting. And it is, it's really good. Uh, it's directed by, unfortunately, I don't have their names in front of me right now, but two longtime stuntmen and stunt coordinators who Keanu Reeves actually initially met on the Matrix. Both of them were actually his stuntmen, mm-hmm. and. They wanted to direct for a while, so as a result, um, it's pretty well all nonstop physical combat. Okay. Keanu is obviously having so done all Keanu ass kicking all the time. Pretty much, it's yeah. Just, okay. Sounds and, great. And, and, yeah. And, ha- and with him having gone through the major training and everything, obviously to do fist fights and shootouts are no problem. So it's visibly him. There's not stuntmen there. The stuntmen that they do get to do do like really painful, intense stunts, like sports I haven't seen in a while. A lot of creative things. The thing that really stuck out in my mind that I was shocked I'd never seen it before was at one point. Uh, Keanu Reeves runs over a guy with a car and while the guy smash, hits a guy with a car and while the guy's rolling over the roof, he shoots him through the roof with his handgun, which I thought was a really badass move. That okay. I, I was like shocked I hadn't seen before and I yeah. was like, thumbs up, that's a good yes. one. That does sound bad. Yeah, it was badass. This. And, yeah. it's done, and it's all shot in uh, like with uh, steady cams or tripods. Um, there's none of that shaky cam. You can see everything very so clearly. So no shaky close-ups where you have no idea no. what you're seeing, just something's moving. You and, can see okay. everything very clearly, but but it's very stylish. It moves really fast. It just, re- it really, fe- it honestly felt like someone had found an action movie from the '90s that had never been released that was quite good and put it out. And I had a great time with it, and I didn't expect it. And okay. It's, it's, it's fu- and it's, um, you know, in Canada it's rated 14A, 14A because we have kind of a weird rating system. In the states, it's very much, it's, it's an R, and it's very much an R-rated okay. bloody harsh action movie. I, yeah, I, I was really pleasantly surprised. It, it's, it's a good time. I mean, I, it's look, it's not art. And it's not anything particularly new. It's a revenge story. But for what it's going for, it's fucking spectacular. Every image I saw of this movie, he was holding a gun. Yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Next movie. Uh, Ouija. Sucked, right? Yeah, it was well, horrible. With a title like that, it yeah. seems pretty self-explanictory. Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. Wait, wait, let me guess. There's a Ouija board, exactly. and some crap comes out of it. But here's the thing: is like, there's never been a Ouija board horror movie before, but there's no reason why there well, ought to be. People, yeah, people have been creeped out by the Ouija board for decades. Like, to be fair, in the first Paranormal Activity, I think that's how they get the demon. Oh, in the yeah, house. they use them as yeah. a device. You mean not the whole movie revolving around? Yeah, there's never around. been a whole movie revolving around a Ouija board because it's, it's boring. No, it's not. 
Was uh, the movie good, Phil? No. Exactly. Th- this movie was garbage. In general, the like the uh, like innocent children's toy that turns to be, out to be a conduit to the spirit world—that's a perfectly reasonable. Maybe if you have a Ouija board that comes out and sl- like demons come and slaughter a bunch of those children, well, yeah, that'd be pretty good. What, yeah, no, that's what I'm getting at. All We're right, talking about a good horror movie here. So anyway, I know, children slaughtering. Yeah, 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 totally. There are so many. Yeah, there are a lot of ways going to be done. Unfortunately, this is the latest production of uh, Hasbro films. Oh my god! Um, you- so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they Transformers, uh, Battleship, and now Ouija. So it's, are you serious? It, it really is Hasbro. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? This yeah. sounds like a what the hell? Marketing yeah, yeah. Well, that's product. what that's how Hasbro yeah. works. They yeah. they create blockbusters to sell their old toys. So are they going to start putting out Ouija boards again? They have been for years. Oh yeah, but I guess they're trying to push them forward. Yeah, they were giving them away. Oh the my god, this is horrible. Yeah, so it's a, a whole. Yeah, it's basically just an advertisement for the Ouija board. Um, it's also uh, very PG thirteen. It's very clearly aimed at kids mm-hmm. to try because only kids buy a Ouija board. Buy a Ouija board, exactly. Um, even that's fine. I like plenty of PG thirteen. I think Drag Me to Hell is fantastic. I think there are some. It's possible to good, do was, good things with that. That this, was PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, it there, it's just intensity. Like, there's, there's no, no actual yeah. real gore or swears or anything. Did they slaughter a kitten? Mm, yeah, but off screen. Mm. Off screen right. and on and, and on DVD, it's more graphic. They had a different version. Oh, yeah, there was an unraised version. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, probably why I ended up watching that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But even that, it's just like blood sprayed up at the camera. Like you don't see anything. But anywho. Um, yeah, so it's very PG thirteen, very bland. It really reminded me of all the like really crappy uh, J horror knockoffs from the early two thousands, and not in a good way. It's slow and ill paced. The basic plot is like uh, there are these two girls who, when they were little girls, liked a Ouija board. Now they're teenagers. They're still best friends. One of them finds a Ouija board in her attic. The next thing you know, she's killed herself. So the other girl thinks the best thing to do is to gather all their friends together and use the Ouija board that the girl, that the other girl, the dead girl found to try and teenage thought her. patterns. And the next thing you know, they got a little girl ghost with a sewn up mouth following around. Um, it's yeah, it's just incredibly dull. Like it's it's set up to be a type of like jump scare atmosphere horror movie, which fair enough. Like I love you know old John Carpenter movies like The Fog or even Halloween that are basically just that, and that can be done extremely well. Unfortunately, the people that made this don't really have competent skills at executing said set pieces, so it just everything looks kind of the same. It's all very dull. It seems to go on forever. I think maybe. Three people die in total? Maybe. Wow. So that stinks. And, um, yeah, there's really nothing good to be said about it. It's a huge, colossal waste of time and so blatantly created entirely to sell a board game that uh, it really upset me. And I wanted to like it. Like I said, I would love there to be a creepy Ouija board movie. I don't think there's any reason why there couldn't be. This is just unfortunately not this. This is a piece of garbage. So you didn't want to go home and play with the Ouija board they gave you? No, I was the, the honestly the movie I believe was I guess maybe eighty five minutes, probably shorter. And when it was over, I was like, Jesus, that must have been two and a half, three hours. Um, it was endless, tedious, dull, and awful. So yeah, that was garbage. No. But um, there is light at the end of the tunnel because there is one more movie I want to discuss that's actually excellent. It's called Birdman. It stars Michael Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton essentially plays himself. He's playing an actor who in the 90s was famous for being a superhero, but then he quit that job and has been sort of obscure ever since. 
film takes place over a few days in which he's trying to mount a big Broadway play that he's hoping will be his comeback vehicle is based on Raymond Carver short story it's supposed to be an artistic statement about truth and humanity that he thinks is going to say that he thinks is going to save him unfortunately it's not going so well he's got a series of horrible actors he's got a series of really eccentric uh, troubled actors screwing up the production uh, primarily Edward Norton and Naomi Watts He's also got uh, his recently out-of-rehab daughter working as assistant. She's proving to be a major distraction and problem. The Emma Stone plays her. And he's got his manager who keeps constantly reminding him that he's essentially bankrupted himself with this production. The manager is played by Zach Galifianakis. And at the same time... Uh, He's uh, he's also slowly going insane. He think he keeps hearing Birdman is ahead. Keeps seeing Birdman talking to him. He thinks he might have psychic powers, and uh, the entire movie is also done to look as though it was in one shot. Um, it's a big, crazy show off movie for sure, but um, and it's definitely flawed. It reaches a little bit too far at times, but. When it's on, it has such a crazy manic intensity to it that I absolutely loved. It's really funny, weird, out there. It's like, at any time, it could be a really quiet, emotional scene between two people that feels like real life, or it could be some sort of insane hallucination where Birdman's flying into from the sky. Um, Michael Keaton's fucking spectacular in it. Um, uh, he usually is, though. He usually is, but I haven't seen him in so long. Like, I've been waiting. He's It's basically only been tiny, tiny supporting roles the past yeah. few years. I've been Need waiting for a, speed. There, he was in Robocop. Yeah, totally. So, Yes, I've been waiting for a long time for him to get a serious role. And this isn't just a great role for him. This is one of the and, – and a comeback role for him. This is one of those roles where, like, it's unlikely he'll ever have a role this specifically well-suited to what he does ever again. Um, yeah, he's hilarious, funny, wonderful. And uh, Galvanakis – Ed Norton also pokes fun at himself, playing a kind of pretentious and overly controlling actor, which is sort of his reputation. Mm. That was fun, too. Okay. Um and yeah, like I said, it's all done to look like it's in one take, and that is amazing. It's probably yeah. the cinematographer is Emmanuel Lubetsky. He did Gravity last year. He also oh, did Children okay. of Men. All right, so uh, a lot Terrence of experience movies. in this. Yeah, a lot of experience hiding the transitions. Totally, a lot of experience, and specifically experience in crazy, visually ambitious mm-hmm. movies. So, but what's cool, what I really liked about it is, it's not just all done to look in one take, but time passes. So it'll be like a take where two people are talking on a roof camera pans up to a building it then goes to time lapse until the morning and then the camera cranes down around the building through the front door like it's obvious there's cgi enhancements to make these things happen but even to pull off something that technically ambitious is crazy (laughs) and it it actually feeds into the like manic wild intensity of the story um yeah it's it's a ton of fun as i said like there are times when like there are a few scenes that i wish they cut or lines of dialogue they shorten because they sort of hammer home the themes a little too hard but the unfortunate uh, downside of making a one-take movie is you can't really edit things out afterwards. Yeah. You're kind of mm-hmm. stuck with what you have, so you kind of let it go. But, yeah, it's just one of the weirdest movies I've seen uh, all year and a really good time. Sounds like a lot of fun, actually. It really is. I would watch this. It's, yeah. it's highly, highly worth watching, especially if you like Michael Keaton. It's like crack for Michael Keaton fans. Okay. And, um, yeah, well, that's all you needed to see. Absolutely. Say, so. And it has a vague superhero connection, so you can even feel like you're going to hear, see a superhero movie, even though you're absolutely not so there's that too exactly so uh yeah anyway that is uh an absolutely fantastic movie um that i uh i really recommend um so yeah you can either go see piano shoot people or uh, michael keaton go insane your choice those are good choices yeah not ouija though that's shit okay yeah thank you phil no problem so wayne yeah seems so uninterested 
Would you like to start us off with what you've been playing? Oh, is that what we're doing now? Okay, so, no, actually, maybe oh. we can continue with Phil. Yeah, because Phil Let's did play a really amazing Phil, game this week, you didn't you, Phil? you want me to do mine first? Okay, so I did, uh, this sucker's either 10 Kai or 10K Knights Brave Battle. Pretty um, sure it's 10 Kai. Okay, um, so it's uh, based on a uh, anime that's on right now about a bunch of kids who control, I don't some, like, robots in some other dimension or some shit. I'm not sure. Um, there was a very, very long text-based plot summary at the start. Oh. Um, there was also, it, it went on forever uh, with still pictures up top so really really quality cutscene work there and uh, there was a narrator reading it but they'd actually mixed it so the music was so loud you couldn't hear the narrator I'm assuming because what he was saying was such nonsense once it started it was basically just a very very simple like side scrolling beat em up with like identical for the most part complete like every level is just like the same enemy so just another fight over. horrible merchandising cash yeah, in on a totally, popular series totally that, what it felt yeah. like was like like a a tie-in game you get for like the Game Boy Advance yeah where even as a, you, something you, that might even be included in a Happy Meal yeah totally it exactly yeah you'd play yeah. it and you'd be like this yeah, counts 3DS game yeah. there'd be like a couple seconds you'd be like oh my god it's that thing I like and then yeah. seconds later you'd be like this counts as a game this can't be right so yeah it it like it. There are three attacks. They look the same. They do the same thing. Uh, you can up. You can get weapons and stuff. You can upgrade. Everything looks the same. It doesn't really matter that much. At one point, I turned into a gigantic robot, and I thought that would be exciting. But in fact, it just meant it was even harder to control than the already re- really okay. incredibly difficult controls. That's a problem. Yeah, and um, also uh, I had sort of forgotten to turn the 3D on at first, and the visuals were so crappy it didn't occur to me to actually turn them on. And then I was like, oh, I should check and see what the 3D like, looks like, and I turn it on, and it looks like they, like late in production, were like, oh, right, this is for the 3DS, we should do it, and they just picked random items that should be in 3D, like okay. when when like characters spoke there'd be like a text box with their name on top and their name would pop up but nothing else in the text and it just like was just like a logical decisions um okay anyway bottom line it's the worst game i've played for the 3ds ever and the worst one of the worst games i've played of all time yeah actually i I don't think that you've rated a game on the 3ds this low before no this this is definitely a first it was like i was like i was just angry that they thought this qualified your review was out there and you gave it like a two i gave it a two yeah yeah. i gave it a two i i the only i debated giving it a one but i felt that one should be set aside for like a game like et where like you actually can't play it it's so bad like like Tenkai Nights. I was actually able to finish ET back yeah. in the day. But I was able did, to finish. How long did that take you? Oh, it took years. Yeah, see, yeah. that's because I had to figure out what to do exactly. first. But the, exactly. Yeah. But I was able to finish it exactly. eventually. Yeah, so. exactly. Like at no. least with Tenkai Nights, it's competent enough that I can tell what I'm supposed to do. Okay. So it gets a point for that. Um, other than that, it's yeah, horrible. Okay. Horrible. I'm sorry, Phil. It's okay. Okay. You, but you did get to play a yeah. good game, though, didn't you? Oh yeah, 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 dude, yeah. We can. I've, I've, I've uh, picked up uh, Alien Isolation. I haven't had to play, a chance to play too much of it yet because I had to had to play Ten K Nights <laughs> um, and uh, other whatever. Um, so uh, I've, I've, I've only put like about an hour, hour and a half in it. But thus far, yeah, I'm really, really loving okay. it. Okay. So yeah, that's not far enough for the Alien to make its big time. No, but I did, yeah. I did, I uh, did. I got the uh, both the add-ons um, mm-hmm. with for the uh, playable levels from uh, the uh, Ridley okay. Scott film. So, so I played a little bit yeah. of one of those two, so keeping, I could just see the Alien. Keeping that in mind, what did you think of the environmental design, the art direction? That, oh, you know, amazing! It's like, yeah, yeah, it's absolutely it's amazing. Really crazy, yeah, isn't it? Just, it's like like playing 
playing the um, like were you talking about the game itself or the add-ons? Uh, either one. Both? I mean, like okay. when, when you're wandering so the, around in the Nostromo. Well, that's what I was like, going to say. Yeah. Like that was wild, just yeah. because it's so specific and so dead on. Mm-hmm. And because I, I don't know if you know this, but when they built the Nostromo for the movie, they actually built it one-to-one scale. Um, so you could actually like including the multiple levels. So mm-hmm. there actually at one point was a physical Nostromo that represented 100 percent of what the Nostromo was supposed to be. Okay. So as a result, um, what they've designed for the game is, is the Nostromo. Is yeah, that stage set exactly. Much, so. Yeah, there's no. I mean, again, I haven't played that much, so perhaps they've expanded it a little bit just to you know for mm-hmm. out of necessities of making a game have more playability than a movie set. Yeah. I, I can't speak to that entirely. But, um, yeah, it was just... It was honestly eerie to be walking around and seeing that movie that I love represented yeah. so and incredibly being accurately. In and, like, thinking to yourself, like, I'm in the movie. Exactly. I'm in the movie. It was amazing. Oh, my God, I'm in the movie. Exactly. So. And then even the, like, uh, Alien Isolation itself, divorced of the, like, deliberately echo, uh, deliberate copy of the film, um, just the way that the, it's, like, uh, the future as predicted by 1970s technology yeah. is a really nice touch. Um, yeah, the level building, sound design, the world, and everything, and on just a visual technical level. Yeah. How about that sound design? Incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the so sound creepy. is amazing. Yeah, so creepy. Um, and yeah, so thus far, uh, yeah, like I said, I haven't really gotten that far into it to really be able to describe it as an overall experience. But first impressions, I'm definitely having fun. Yeah, having okay. a lot of fun. I'm more than satisfied. Getting with tense. Done. It's actually yeah, nerve wracking as opposed to like ho hum aliens chasing after me. No big deal. It's totally. Just, okay. It's very very nerve wracking. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of hiding in lockers. Yes, um, that and desks. Hiding under the desk yeah. is another popular. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of lots so. of that, lots of that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm very into it. I'm excited. Yeah, to, you haven't started like you know doing the crafting yet, hardcore or anything like no, that, have you? It's like no, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I'll give you like a pro tip. Mm-hmm. The noisemaker is your best friend yeah, in that, that game. Oh man, the noisemaker will save your skin. Good to um, know. Unless you're like me and you try to save it as much as possible because you never know when you're going to need it. I am then, like that. Yeah. yeah. And then in the end, I found out it's like, oh, I actually could have been a lot more generous with using my noisemakers than I was. Yeah, no but, doubt. Uh, yeah. But it's always better to like have to challenge yourself to get through something, having it as a backup for yeah. a harder level. Yeah. Right? And then you know, it's like when all else fails, like you know, yeah, start a fight with the humans or androids. Because mm-hmm. that makes a lot of noise, and something will investigate if all that noise starts cropping up. Of course, yeah. of course. No, but yeah, thus far, love it. I uh, can't wait to uh, really dig in um, and, uh, yeah, sort of lose my social life in favor of playing well, in isolation. Well, you know, for a week anyway, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not as hardcore as you. I can't sit there for five hours straight. I need to I need to stop at a certain point, i got to say. It's going to take me a little longer it's- than you. Probably because you're not as antisocial as me. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So I also for me, it's I, like, you know, video game, you are my only friend right now, so I'm going to spend all my time with you. Well, that yeah, my wife. Totally. That's, that's true, because Phil is going to a party tonight. Yeah, see, that's true. That's I just evidence yeah. that you actually like people. Yeah. You do a little bit. See, whereas if I get an invitation to a party, the first thing that occurs to me is, what excuse can I come up with to not have to go to this? So, Yeah, you hear that, yeah. listeners? So if yeah. you're at a, an event where CG Magazine is, most likely Wayne isn't there. Yeah, pretty much. No, because I'm pretty do. sure something will have come up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure something will have come up. Of course. Up, so. Unless we something force always, him into it. Something always comes up. Of course. Is that it, Bill? Um, That's all you played? Yep. Yep. Wayne? Did you play anything interesting um, this Yeah, week? a few things. Well, like, I did play and review um, <gasps> Borderlands, the yes. pre-sequel. And so, I'm yes, playing Borderlands. Borderlands, Yay. the pre-sequel. Or, you know, it's like, 
Borderlands, welcome to Australia, as yeah. I like to think of it. Because this was not done by Gearbox. Um, the bulk of the work was actually done by 2K Australia. And it had the so, same writer, though, as 2, didn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. It does have the same writer. Anthony Birch, formerly of Destructoid, is still the writer. Uh, and so the writing is hilarious. But uh, the game itself, mechanically, is not particularly ambitious. I mean, you know, you've got the gravity, which is new. You shoot. And you've got the oxygen, which is new. But, yeah, so they're shooting and jumping in oxygen. But other than that, it's like, no, this, this is still Borderlands. Still you know, borderlands. You've got a couple of new you know, elements with, like, you know, the lasers and stuff like that. But otherwise, it's like, you know, the big thing here is that they're on a moon of Pandora instead of being on Pandora itself, and everybody there seems to be Australian. Makes sense. Because 2K Australia decided aside from the returning voice actors who have to sound the way they did in the last few games, why can't we just use a bunch of locals? You so I Australian. guess they did. So everybody is Australian that you meet who's new. Although probably the most hilarious part is when they get the voice actor that plays Claptrap to try and speak in an Australian accent. I, I thought that, that was hilarious. So... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yet. Claptrap with an Australian accent is really bizarre and surreal. But you know, it's like I thought it worked as a comedy moment. But um, yeah, it's like it's. I, I reviewed it. I gave it a seven, and you know, it's like actually, I think you gave it a six. Did I give it a six? No, no you gave no, Sleeping Dogs. I a gave six. Sleeping yeah, Dogs yeah, a six. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to that later. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I gave it a seven, and that's mostly because it's like it's. It feels a lot like um, Arkham Origins did, which. You know, had the exact same circumstances. It's like, you know, the A-team that worked on the first two big games are busy working on the next-gen version, so they were too busy to do this. So they handed it off to another studio, and then the other studio was like, well, let's not take any chances with this. Let's just make, like, a safe game that everybody will be like, "Eh, yeah, it's all right. Would you call it a placeholder? Yeah, it's a placeholder. And that's that's what they've done with Borderlands, the pre-sequel. It's like, you play the game, and if you're a fan of the game, it's like, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's definitely not a terrible game. It's just... You're not going to be sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, this, this is like a full-on sequel. This is the next evolution of the series. It's not. It's just more of the same with a lot of Australians. And mostly you're playing for the story. I mean, it's like I, I think that really what saves it is the writing because... Yeah, I don't think I'd get through it Yeah, they, the they play up to the fans a lot. I mean, it's like you know, even just like the little secrets that they reveal about Moxie are hilarious. I haven't, see, I haven't gotten that so far. So funny. Can I spoil it for no. you? No. Okay, fine. I'm maybe an hour, okay. hour and a half. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was really funny, some of the stuff that they reveal about Moxie, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, that's great. That's, I w- that's just funny. wanted so. to play as Athena because I played the Sirens in both previous games. I, but I did, so... I I didn't because I heard the extra dialogue that Claptrap gives is just hilarious. So I'm playing as Yeah, I would have, have. Have you been hearing that? Yeah, because at, at one point you're on the moon with Jack and he's okay. like, I'm going to stay here. And Claptrap's like, what if this results in your horrible disfigurement? Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, Claptrap. Yeah, it's like, yeah, foreshadowing kids. Yes. That's a sign of like quality writing is when they use the foreshadowing technique. So, uh, And to note, he can go upstairs. That was my first thing. Can he oh, go upstairs? Okay. And I found and a, he can. I found a flight of stairs. No problem. Like, right. They really should have thought about that. But. I wonder if they're going to address that then. I mean, nope. No. I went up okay. a flight of stairs. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's really not much that you can say about the game since it's so identical to the previous Borderlands experience. It's like, just play it for the story. Enjoy that. Um, unfortunately for us, we were saddled with the PC version. So that means that, you know, it's like there's no local co-op. 
Sorry, which, you know, which made me sad because it was just like, you know, well, I guess you could play it in local co-op. It's just, yeah, you'll need two computers, you'll need a LAN network, and, you know, it's like, you know, all that, you know, a second copy of the game, blah, blah, blah. So in this one regard, even though playing it online is actually probably simpler than it is, you know, with the consoles, you lose out on the local co-op experience, which is like, and there just aren't enough games that actually do that. So, you know, it's like I was sad that I wasn't was, able to yeah, take your... advantage of it. Yeah, especially since my wife is like yeah. a hardcore Borderlands fan. So she was kind of like, why didn't they give you the console version? Like, oh, because the guys at 2K are being kind of cheap with us for some reason or something. But, Sorry. Yeah. So they didn't give us the PS3 version, so we couldn't use local co-op. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's it's Borderlands. It's more it of the same. If you like the other two games, you'll like this one. If you didn't like those games, there's absolutely no reason to play this because it gives you yeah no, no incentive whatsoever. Nothing has changed significantly enough for you to think to yourself, yeah, I'll give this a try. So, yeah, that's one of the games that I was playing. Any other game? And, uh, yeah, the other one was Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. And I feel, Again, I feel played Sleeping Dogs. really, really bad about the review score that I gave it, and yet at the same time, that review score is completely justified. I ended up giving it a 6. Completely based yeah. on the fact that they and, wanted you to pay $70. And the reason it. is, yes, it's a $70 yeah. game for, like, you know, only marginal improvements. It's it's not like, like okay, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition came out, mm-hmm. and... Anybody like, okay, Phil, did you play Tomb Raider Definitive Edition? Hells yeah. Okay, so like, even without having looked at the original Tomb Raider in a while, when you popped it in, were you able to like say, oh yeah, okay, I can see where the improvements are? Yeah, it was visually amazing. Yeah, okay, see, you don't get that when you load up Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. It felt like Tomb Raider was probably, like, it looked so good, it felt like they were probably developing the PS4 version, like, alongside the original, right? Whereas this... is Sleeping Dogs more of an afterthought to have done this? Yeah, it was. I mean, like, yeah. the, the thing with Tomb Raider is, like, you know, one, they went in and they gave, like, they created a completely new model for Lara Croft yeah. in the new Tomb Raider game. Yeah, yeah. And then they bumped up the frame rate from, like, 30 to, like, hovering around 50 to 60. So just moving the camera around, you were immediately like, oh, this gameplay is silky smooth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lara Croft looks different. It's like, you don't have to do a side-by-side comparison. You just immediately can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. With um, Sleeping Dogs, it's like... It's only if you were technically inclined, which I am, yeah. that you know it's like you were able to notice any sort of differences. Worse, it's like anybody else, they would kind of look at it and go, "Like this, this still looks the same to me." Yeah. And I guess you know part of the big problem with that is that the original game, they were like always aiming for thirty frames per second, but it rarely actually managed to hit that because right. the PS3 had so much trouble with it. Now, when you're playing on the PS4, it's like, yeah, okay, it's thirty frames per second, which is not that impressive in an age where 60 frames per second is actually the norm yeah. for a lot of games. So now it's kind of like, well, with the PS4 version, you're giving us the PS3 version that they wanted it to be, but couldn't. So right. um, so I'm not really, really impressed with like the technical changes, which is why I gave it a 6, especially at like $70. But the game itself is still really, really good. Mm. It's a lot of fun, and I would stress to people, if you've never played the game before then you know yeah sure yeah, go ahead and buy this version but if you've already got it and or you know worse yet if you picked it up for free on ps plus then forget it. you don't really need to upgrade mm-hmm. not for 70 dollars. so thank you yeah. wayne okay and the last thing i'll say is if there are people playing zen pinball and you love south park get the south park tables they're fantastic hilarious fan service all the way oh okay yeah, so that's what i've that played i saw that those were out but i don't yeah. play yeah fan service no nice nice 
All right, that's it for us today. Of course, you can find us on all the social media at CGM Plus for Twitter. Wayne's is the real, our real Wayne Santos. Phil is at that Phil Brown. I'm Kixen Chaos, K I X X E N Chaos, and Brendan is B Fry Twenty Six. He's the one working our soundboards. If you want to comment on our podcast, comment at Brendan. He listens. Right? Thumbs up. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash magazine as well as Google Plus, google.com slash little plus sign online, and of course, cgmagonline.com where you can find Phil's full review of John Wick, Wayne's full review of Borderlands and Sleeping Dogs, and of course, Phil's full review of 10K Nights. Mm-hmm. Great. Tenkai. We're not, yeah, I guess it would be Tenkai. Yeah, Tenkai. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, which was an amazing read because you really didn't like it. I hated it. that goddamn game. And uh, we're doing a special Halloween podcast next yes, week. Yes, next week's special call. Halloween podcast, all just talking about what we love that's scary. Mm-hmm. Phil's going to run that one, aren't you, Phil? I am indeed. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we are actually giving away some stuff. Who loves free stuff? Everybody loves free stuff. We're giving away five copies of Vikings from the History Channel. It's a series. Season 2 DVD box sets. So if you like Vikings... I assume that people who'd want this would like Vikings. Come to the webpage, look for the Vikings icon in the slider, and you can also read about Vikings and pop culture. And at the bottom of the page, there is a giveaway for the Vikings DVDs. We're also giving away a copy of, oh, I can't say his last name, Tony D. Oh, I don't want to ruin it. But he wrote an adorable picture book for Star Wars. It's called Star Wars. Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, and it's picture book. It's gorgeous. We're giving away a copy of that. Just look for his interview on our site, and at the bottom of that, you can enter for that as well. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll get all spooky with you next week. 